Anyone in the mood to start off a Monday show with some trivia? Anybody? Anybody out there? I guess I should really ask Parker because he's going to be the one answering the trivia question here. So are you in the mood to start off with some Cruton trivia on the Monday of a locked-in show? I'm never not in the mood for trivia, Tyler. Okay. Bring it on. What you got? Well, um, I'll let the uh, text line interact as always, 405-651-3439. Not something really anyone should know offhand. Maybe someone will stumble upon the random number, but as UCLA made their head coaching hire today, to which when I saw the name I said, huh, who, what, huh, who's that? And we'll get to that later on. But I was looking at UCLA recruiting here recently and recruiting in the state of California. How many out-of-state schools, okay, in the 2024 class, Parker, how many schools outside the state of California had as many or more top 20 California signees than UCLA did in this previous class? So how many schools outside the state of California, so not counting SC or Stanford or Cal, Outside the state had as many or more signees of top 20 players in the state as the UCLA Bruins, who just hired a head coach today. I'm going to say eight. Eight? Eight is my answer. Okay. I'm going to let uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, filibuster for like 30 seconds here so the uh, text line can get in their guesses. Parker Thune says eight schools outside of the state of California had as many, if not more. I don't know if it's 30 seconds yet or not. I don't think it is, but I'll just go ahead and get to the answer. Nine schools, dude. <sighs> so close. Nine. OU, Texas A&M, Oregon State, Auburn, Oregon, uh, Georgia, Texas, Notre Dame, Alabama, all had more than UCLA in its own state in the top 20. Isn't that insane? UCLA had the number 88 recruiting class in the 2024 class with just 10 commits. We're trying to decide last Friday how good of a job this is, and dude, they are struggling to recruit in a top four state in terms of blue chip players. Ooh. It's at, like UCLA's a fine job. It's not a great job. It's not a bad job. It's a fine job that was severely tarnished by Chip Kelly and his complete unwillingness to actually do the work required by a college football coach. <laughs> he did not want to recruit, man. No, Chip Kelly. Jeez. Oh. Chip Kelly did not like he was stealing money from UCLA. The fact that he wasn't fired at the end of 2023 is unforgivable. That should have been the end because he was not doing his job. Travis from recruiting says Chip Kelly hated recruiting, bottom line. And honestly, with how bad they were at recruiting, I would hope that's the reason why they were so bad as he hated recruiting. I would hate to hear Parker that, oh, Chip Kelly just loved recruiting. He, he was all about recruiting, and he still finishes with the number 88 class at UCLA. I hope that's the case for him. So the Super Bowl happened last night. Uh-huh. In addition. And this is while we're on the topic of trivia, if you want to talk about former Sooner quarterbacks that have won Super Bowl titles, uh, you can get into the whole semantics of whether Troy Aikman counts or not. If you're strictly talking about guys that have worn the Sooner uniform, and have gone on to quarterback a team to a Super Bowl championship. Troy Aikman is the list, or was the list, until Blake Bell count, came along. I don't count Troy Aikman, by the way. Okay. but yeah, Blake Bell currently lapping the field. Three Super Bowl rings to his credit. Well, let's just give Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
franchise quarterback Baker Mayfield a few years to catch up with Blake Bell, huh? I'm sure I'm sure Baker's just a few years away from time Blake Bell. That's the next dynasty, folks. But I did see who was it, Juwan Jennings, who threw a touchdown pass yeah. and someone tweeted out like Juwan Jennings is the highest rated quarterback in this game. No 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 no. 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 Blake nope, Bell wasn't. is the highest rated quarterback in this game. Blake freaking Bell, ladies and gentlemen. Still doing the thing in the NFL in the year of our Lord 2024. By the way, here's a trivia question for you. Who was the first Oklahoma alumnus, i.e. Troy Aikman doesn't count, to throw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl? Oh, gosh. Um, I feel like I, I saw this. Did it just happen a year or two ago? Did it just happen? I, I felt like this was a tweet during the Super Bowl. Was it Joe Mixon? It was Joe Mixon. Oh, Yes. Joe Mixon threw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl before any other alumnus of the University of Oklahoma did so. See? Yeah, I know Steely hates social media and the way the country is heading, and I agree with him, but that's the one good thing of social media. It helped me get that trivia question right, because I do remember that being a thing uh, two years ago during the Super Bowl. Also, Patrick Mahomes never beat Oklahoma, just to be clear. Patrick Mahomes had a game uh, before, what was it, 2015? So the crazy 2016 game happened in Lubbock. 2015, dude, I think he had one touchdown, four picks in that game. I'm going to go back and look at his exact numbers. He had, he, I think he had four interceptions the one time that he started here in Norman. There you go, folks. Insane. Patrick Mahomes is Superman, but the Oklahoma Sooners are kryptonite. Mike Stoops is the, uh, Mike Stoops is the kryptonite. <laughs> oh, gosh. Patrick Mahomes can dice up any defense known to mankind except that of Mike Stoops. I mean, I just just an idea for the 49ers next time they think about playing the Chiefs again and blowing a double-digit lead. Get Mike Stoops in there. That That's it. Patrick Mahomes that day was 26 of 40 for 233 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions against OU. <laughs> in a 63-27 uh, OU win over the Red Raiders that day. Wow. That's ugly. Remember that? I, I wonder the last time Patrick Mahomes... And maybe it's – I don't know. I don't think it's happened in the NFL. Might that be the last time that Patty Mahomes has thrown four interceptions in a game when he ran across the 2015 Oklahoma Sooners in Norman? He hadn't done it in the NFL, I'll tell you that much. What's crazy is like – and I don't, I don't want to get too deep into the Super Bowl pro football rabbit hole. I imagine you guys will talk about the Super Bowl quite a bit on the rush. But Patrick Mahomes has as many Super Bowl wins in his career as he does postseason – Losses. It's insane, dude. He has lost in the postseason three times. Two of those losses came at the hands of Tom Brady. Joe Burrow is the only guy not named Tom Brady to beat Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. And it's not as if that's only because Patrick Mahomes is getting to the postseason once in a blue moon. He's been to the postseason every year of his career as a starter. And I didn't see it. I don't know how you could have predicted this for Patrick Mahomes. Like we all remember that 2016 game. I think we also chalk it up to, oh, you didn't have a great defense in 2016 as well. Hey, we were just saying nice things about Mike Stoops, Tyler. Yeah, Come I, on now. I'm we going to flip the narrative that quickly it, on him? Well, the narrative in that game did flip from one year to the next, did it <laughs> yeah, not? it was bad. It was like maybe the worst defensive performance ever after uh, intercepting him four times. But I, I did not I did not see this with Patrick Mahomes, even though we saw him up close and personal a couple of times when he was at Texas Tech. Did you see the footage from the Rivals camp that he attended circulating on social media last night? No. 
He's like holding the ball up in front of his chin, oh, like no. as he's rolling out. It's like th- this man right here turned out to be the greatest quarterback of his generation. Did he throw a forty pitch bullpen before and after the uh, rivals camp out there? Because remember, like that's everyone's excuse now. It's like, well, we didn't have Patrick Mahomes ranked that high because we were just told that he was going to go play baseball. That was it, and everyone was surprised when he announced that he was going to go to Texas Tech and play football. That's why we didn't rank him as high as maybe we should have. We thought he was a baseball player. We were told to not mess with it. Interesting. He was a good baseball player. He could have been a major league pitcher if he wanted Oh, there to. ain't no doubt about that. No doubt about that. But I'd, I'd say the football thing worked out for him. Can you remember the last time, though, a major college football program has hired a coach? And look, I, I pride myself on knowing a lot about what's going on in college football and the random dumb things that happened in the sport 20, 25 years ago, I don't remember Deshaun Foster at UCLA. So when this hire came out today, I said, huh, who? Who's Deshaun, Who's Deshaun Foster? I'm trying to remember the last time that someone's made a hire at co- in college football, and I've said that. Huh, who is that? Who's that guy? I never heard of him before. I, I remember Deshaun Foster in the league. He played for the Panthers and then for the 49. He was a decent running back in his day. He might have rushed for a thousand yards at one point with the Panthers, but yeah, no, that was that was not the hire I imagined UCLA was going to make. They promote from within, keep some continuity, but what that hire screams, Tyler, is the donors got together and decided we're not spending any more money until we see results. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like, right? I'm sure Deshaun Foster was hired on the cheap here, man. And maybe he can do some excellent things in recruiting that Chip Kelly could not. All he has to do is finish in the top 75 next year to outdo Chip Kelly. But, yeah, this high. And, and I guess we were – who were we laughing at on uh, Friday that was being reported? P.J. Fleck was like, he could be a main name. He puts out over the weekend that he's not interested. Tom Herman was a candidate that one of the UCLA sites threw out that could be a candidate for this job. But they go with uh, Deshaun Foster instead, the former running back at, uh, at UCLA. I, w- I was very surprised to see that name this morning. Very surprised. Dink in Florida says Foster is popular in L.A. He is just behind MJD, Maurice Jones-Drew. 580, this is the Jeff Saturday of college coaching hires. That's a very nice pull. Oh, board. man. There's a comparison for you. Yeah, Jeff really did just he – was, he was the Colts interim head coach for half a season and then went right back to ESPN. You know, we start off the show today kind of by dunking on UCLA's recent recruiting efforts. Like, here are the top 20 in the state for 2024, and they only got one of those guys, and hey, he was the 18th-ranked kid in, the, in that class. And hang on, I'll drop you a little knowledge about that kid. Say his name. Uh, is it Kwame Gilmer? Is that Quasi. how you say it? Quasi Gilmer? Yeah. Is he good? He would have been in Oklahoma sooner if Oklahoma had room. Oh, really? So UCLA could be uh, the the zero burger there in the top 20 in their own state Correct. if OU had anything. They, they would have gone over if Emmett Jones hadn't told the kid, sorry, bro, I got too many bodies as it is. Well, we're dunking on UCLA. USC deserves some uh, criticism as well. They only got two of the top 20 kids in their own state in 2024. Isn't that wild? Remember what we were told? That he was just going to go out there and own the West Coast? From Bishop Gorman all the way to the state of California, USC is just going to get everyone out on the West Coast. They're going to dominate recruiting. That ain't not the case going on at SC right now and Muleshoe. 
You know what's even hilarious? They didn't even sign a top ten player in their state, dude. Well, you remember, like, the foundational commits that, like, pulled the trigger on USC pretty immediately after Muleshoe took the job. Ray Leak Brown, where is he these days? Where did he end up transferring to? Arizona State. Yeah, that's right. Malachi Nelson ended up at Boise Boise after a year. Mm. Makai Lemon hadn't done anything. Gosh, who else was there that followed him? Um, I guess DeAndre Moore ended up at Texas, so that he didn't he didn't end up going to USC. The one guy that has panned out objectively is Zachariah Branch. Yeah, he's right? good. Yeah, and he got he got banged up a little bit last year, right? But he had a pretty strong start to the season. Uh, he's he's going to be a good player, but like the, the the big the big recruiting dog in the state of California right now, it's not Muleshoe. It's not UCLA, Cal, or Stanford. Oregon is the one owning the state of California right now. Yep. They got five of the top 20 players uh, in the state for the 2024 class. Muleshoe just two, and those two players were ranked 12th and 13th. Homeboy couldn't even get a top 10 player in his own state in the 2024 class. Who were those players, the 12th and 13th? Xavier Jordan and Marcellus, uh, Marcellus Williams, 12 and 13. Are you are you going to say that those guys aren't any good either? Well, no, I'm going to say Xavier Jordan kind of falls in the same camp as Quasi Gilmer, and Marcellus Williams had a brother that went to USC, so he was kind of grandfathered in. They would have had to try real hard not to Man. get that kid. Two in-state schools out there are the uh, the the more the two more well-known football programs. Not doing a great job in the state of California. When will that change? I don't. Unless Deshaun Foster is a hell of a recruiter, I, I don't know if it will, because Oregon's owning the state of California right now. Bama got three of the top 20 last year, so even Alabama going outside of the region to get some of the top players there as well. 405-651-3439 is the Meyer Chevrolet text line. A lot of text to get to, and yes, more Cruton as well. Who's OU trending for in the 2025 class? There's about a handful of names. That you can throw out right now. We'll talk about him next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, and the Ref Army listening nationwide as well via the free KREF app. Belton, Missouri is tuned in today. Denver, Colorado. Salt Lake City, Utah. Richardson, Texas. Pensacola, Florida. And have we checked Paul's Valley if they qualify for... Small town of the day or they not? They do, and I believe we have highlighted them before. Okay, well, Paul's Valley, welcome back to the show. KREF in the App Store, download it for free. And if you do, you can do such things as listening to OU softball like many of you did this weekend. Nice. OU baseball starting up this week. So uh, OU softball, OU baseball, you can get that when uh, when you have the free KREF app. Um, our buddy Jim and Casper, I did not see the uh, state of Wyoming highlighted today in the app map. Maybe he's somewhere else. But he did tag me in a tweet with Bergen Kaiser deadlifting 640 pounds. That's there's, a lot of pounds. There's a video of that, I guess, going around. So thank you for that, Jim. Bergen yeah, you Kaiser. Know, Andy Bass is kind of, for obvious reasons, the prized PWO edition of the 2024 class for Oklahoma. Don't forget about Bergen Kaiser. That young man had a scholarship offer to go play at Oklahoma State. And he said, nope, I'm walking on at Oklahoma. Okay, well, you just said something there. Um, Andy Bass, or yes, is the most well-known, the prized PWO recruit of this class. Is he the biggest PWO recruit or signee 
that we can remember in recent memory. I mean, one service had him at a top 10 player at his position, a top 10 athlete in the 24 class. Can you think of anyone else? I can't think of anybody that comes close. I mean, yeah, if we're talking straight out of the high school ranks, no. Because obviously, you know, Baker Mayfield, he shows up, and everybody knows who that guy is. All right, Big 12 Offensive Freshman of the Year. But he didn't come straight out of the high school ranks. It's not as if Oklahoma landed in Baker Mayfield a blue-chip dude that simply looked at all his other options and decided, nope, I love OU so much. I'd rather go there and pay my own way straight out of high school. I mean, he was Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Oklahoma, man. Yep. I need I need to go back and look at the years of who won Gatorade Player of the Year the past 10, 15 years in the, in the state to see where they ended up, and they were probably all scholarship guys. So I, I think Andy Bass probably holds that title right now. You know what I was thinking about in the break? I'm kind of surprised, pleasantly so, but surprised mm-hmm. nonetheless, that Muleshoe hasn't tried to take tangential credit for Patrick Mahomes winning his third <laughs> Super Bowl. I'm surprised we ha- haven't seen an edit from USC football saying, Patrick Mahomes, alumnus of the same university as USC head football coach Lincoln Riley, or Patrick Mahomes, developed by former Lincoln Riley assistant Cliff Kingsbury. I wouldn't put it past. I, mean, I think the dude's so desperate at this point that he probably brought that idea up to the social media team, and they were like, <laughs> "Hey, man, let's just maybe sit this one out." I, I don't know. Just you know, you, you had all your fun at the Bucks Eagles game a few weeks back. All right, let's not try to make every go in there and make it about you. The the old uh, meme that always makes the rounds, right? Jimmy Casper says, "I'm at Denver International Airport." So maybe I'm the Denver that you just mentioned. Well, there you go. I ended up did, uh, finding Jim on the app map. Greg from Lawton says, is Carl's Jr. the last Heisman Trophy winning quarterback in the Muleshoe era? Ooh, that's an interesting question. The future doesn't look all that bright for Muleshoe as far as quarterbacks are concerned. And it's not that it looks dire. Miller Moss is okay. He's pretty good. It's safe to assume he won't be winning the Heisman Trophy. Now, their situation is about to change pretty dramatically playing in the Big Ten, you know? Where I don't see USC throwing out a 12-1 and anytime soon in that league. And, like, if he eventually does get fired at SC, it's not like, at least I don't think he would land as a head coach at another big-time program. So, Greg, I'm going to say yes, it is. Carl's Jr. is the last Heisman Trophy winning quarterback in the Muleshoe era. I'm calling it now. 417 says SC, the mecca of black Escalade drama. 580 is asking if UCLA is a mecca like UCLA, uh, USC is. You yeah. know what's crazy is I I had to double check myself just now because I, I wondered offhand. I was like, who's the last Big Ten player to win the Heisman Trophy? You got to go all the way back to Troy Smith in mm-hmm. 2006. So I double checked it. Yeah, you do got to go all the way back to Troy Smith in 2006. What was the uh, – was it there, – there was a stat, I think, recently that wouldn't Kerry Collins, like the last – was it first-round quarterback selected out of the Big Ten like, for, for a long time? I think that was the stat. Kerry Collins, what, coming out of Penn State, I want to say? Well, what about uh, Justin Fields? Well, Does and I'm saying, I'm saying like recently that actually okay. ended, but yeah, for a yeah. while that was a thing. Like you didn't see – any Big Ten first-round quarterbacks for a, for a long period of time. Yeah, that would have had to have been it because, like, Dwayne Haskins went first yeah. round even before Justin Fields did. But, yeah, I, there probably was a good long drought there. 
The Big Ten is not necessarily a league that is known for decorated quarterback play. At least not at that level. Tom Brady turned out okay once he got to the league, but Tom Brady was. And Brees, Drew Brees did too. <laughs> Those guys. Well, Drew Brees was the unquestioned starter at Purdue, but it was Tom Brady and Drew Henson at Michigan. They were, I guess. What, what do you even call that? Not switching off. Not. Uh, I, a platoon, I guess, perhaps. There you go. A platoon quarterback system like Kentucky used to have in basketball with uh, their platoon system. Big Rich in OKC says, I hate the term PWO since Andy Bass is on a full ride. In essence, yes, he's on a full ride. He's going to have his school paid for via NIL. But in technicality, yeah, he's not on scholarship. And if you're not on scholarship, well, you're a walk-on. And so it's, you know, it's semantics. You don't like the label, you don't have to use it. But I think the point stands, and I think it's a it's something you can be proud of as an Oklahoma football fan. Andy Bass is the highest ranked PWO in the entire recruiting cycle, by far. Yeah, yeah, probably by a good stretch. Again, he's top ten on three. Had him as a top ten athlete. They had him as the number ten athlete, but a top ten player at his position, nonetheless. All right, so what's going on for twenty twenty five for OU? Um, there's not a lot of just like pressing storylines with this class, but I think there's five players right now, five high-level players that you can definitely argue that OU is leading on right now, trending, however you want to phrase it. And I'm going to mention all five of those players. You tell me, Parker, if you agree that OU is the leader right now and where things stand. And let's obviously start with the five-star Jonah Williams, um, it feels like OU leads. Maybe the timelines push back with all those crystal balls, but leading, trending, it feels like OU's in a good spot for the five-star defender. Agree, 100%. They're in a good spot, and now the question becomes, uh, is somebody else dropping an enormous bag? I'm sure that that's going to happen at some point. I wouldn't doubt if that's the case. Well, yeah, and I guess maybe, maybe I phrased that incorrectly. There will be an enormous bag. The question is, does Jonah Williams take the enormous bag? Four-star C.J. Nixon out of Weatherford. It's between OU and basketball. <laughs> Which one is he going to pick ultimately in the end? It feels like, though, if C.J. Nixon is going to commit to OU, he, or going to uh, commit to playing college football, it'll be at OU at this point. Agree? I do agree. I think Oklahoma's in very good shape with C.J. Nixon, and I think there's a world in which he's your next commit. Uh, not it, it won't be a class that you see three running back commits, three scholarship running back commits. Will it even be a class with two running back scholarship commits? I don't know. But it'll at least be one, and four-star running back Tory Blaylock has got a chance to be maybe the first running back that they get in this class. Would you agree that OU leads for Tory Blaylock and what the current situation is? I would concur. Texas A&M is really the only school I'm halfway worried about right now. But it feels like Oklahoma has staked themselves to a very solid lead. To the defensive line, he is listed as an edge four-star Max Granville. And it seems like a lot of people think that OU is leading there for the four-star of the state of Texas. I think they lead. I don't think the lead is insurmountable. Um, I, I like where Oklahoma sits in the present. But there's a reason I haven't put in a prediction yet. And it's because I'm not quite confident enough that that lead isn't going to – or I, I guess that that gap isn't going to be closed by some other school. Four-star corner, Kobe Sellers, uh, what, Brenton staff, they were down there. Was he Shadow Creek? They, yep. he was just, they were just there uh, 
a couple of weeks ago. Britt really made the rounds uh, over the past month or so, getting to a lot of different high schools, seeing a lot of different players. But what well, I think there's predictions in for OU and Kobe Sellers, correct? There are, and one of them is from me. I think that one's over pretty soon. By the spring game, I would say Kobe Sellers is on board with Oklahoma. Now, OU would get more in this class outside just this five, but that's a pretty good five that you may be leading for right now, especially on the defensive side, right? Jonah Williams, one of the best defenders in this entire class. C.J. Nixon, who I think the ceiling for him is is pretty high. You've got Max Granville, who we talked about, and Kobe Sellers, the corner. So it's shaping up, like especially if you can get those four and add to the class with some other pieces with what you already have. This is a way too early look at things, I guess, Parker, but another, another class that shapes up as a really good defensive class if you can close on some of the prospects you lead on at this point. Especially, especially when some of your current commits get a bump, i.e. Marcus James, Kamari Moore, and the like. Yeah, agree. Santa John says, I presume OU and Isaiah Mosey have parted ways. This will save Oregon or Missouri a lot of NIL money. By the way, how's the relationship between OU and Jamar Mosey? I would think it's strained, to say the least. I've kind of cooled on my expectation that Isaiah Mosey ends up in Oklahoma's class. That, that said, I will say this. Oklahoma is still actively recruiting the kid. And no, that relationship between OU and Jamar Mosey is not strained. Uh, which, to be honest, I'm kind of surprised by the way that everything has gone down. But uh, it seems that amidst it all, everybody has kind of, at least everybody from the OU side, has resisted the urge to regard Lee's Summit North with the same blanket judgment and essentially seen both of those previous situations with elite LSN prospects for what they are, which is Williams, Winnery, and his family, they, they took the money, right? And Caden Green and his family did the exact same thing and that's not on their head coach uh 405 talking about pwos the the i guess highest ranked pwos of of that's ou's had the cynic and jones says would dominique whaley count he was a walk-on obviously didn't have pwo back then yeah i mean yes Do- dominique whaley would count but i don't think anyone was touting him as a top 10 player at his position when he was coming out of lawton I, I don't i don't think that was the case for dom whaley uh, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Friday at 5 o'clock, OU's over-under win total for the season was dropped. And it's already changed. The number is already different today than what it was on Friday. Which direction did it move? We'll tell you coming up next. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Plaxico Burris's son commits to Notre Dame over the weekend. Three-star wide receiver. I think they Davis. might have, um, is it Jerome Bettis Jr.'s son? I know he's got a Notre Dame offer. I think he's crystal ball there. Is he 2025? end up there. Notre Dame, mm. man, they just love those former NFL dudes' kids. They got Kennedy Erlocker yeah. last year. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. There have been others, too. I can't recall off the top of my head, but they've, like, legitimately mm. been the destination over the past few years, for the sons of former NFL pl- football players yeah. and prominent ones at that. Jerome Bettis' son and Plaxico Burris' son could be in the same class for uh, for Notre Dame. It's pretty wild. Uh, how about this? A name that uh, people know around here 
and certainly USC fans were hoping for as well. Jim Leonard is finally expected to land somewhere on the defensive side of the ball. You don't say. The Denver Broncos expected to hire him as the secondary coach. Oh, okay. Okay, Jim. Getting that NFL promotion, I respect it. Yeah. 405 says King Griffey's junior son played wide receiver. Yeah, did he play at Notre Dame too? I don't know. I do not know. Uh, Gunny says mid-poo sucks. Does Porter show up on the map when you look, sir? Uh, I, let, let, me, let me look at the app map this, this break, Gunny. I'll, uh, I'll see if I can find uh, Porter anywhere. Cherokee Sooner says 6.9. That is in reference to what OU's uh, win total has moved to. That's what it should be. That's what it should be, yeah. Well, uh, 5 o'clock on Friday, FanDuel dropped those. And we were very surprised, to say the less, that um, OU's over-under win total opened at 6.5. 6.5? A&M was like 8.5. OU's was just 6.5. Now, I don't know if that was a mistake by FanDuel. Or so much money immediately came in that they changed it. But like 24 hours later, Parker, it was now, it's 7.5 now for OU instead of 6.5. So I don't really know what happened there, but it changed pretty quickly. OU's win total. Okay, let's do this. Do you have the schedule in front of you? You have Oklahoma uh, schedule in front I, of you? I mean, I, I basically okay, know it yeah, by yeah. heart by now. Okay, walk me through each game of OU's schedule, and I'm going to give you analysis as if I were someone in Vegas. Uh, okay, Temple, August 31st at home. Well, obviously that's a win for OU. You know, got to count on them winning that football game. I, if that's the Vegas analysis that they offer, I, I kind of dig it. Yeah, they're going to win that game. you got yeah. got to think that they're going to win. Yeah, we factor that into our – Houston at home, week two. Yeah, you know, uh, Houston, Coach Willie Fritz, they're expected to be a good football team this year. They'll, they'll take a step up from where they have been, but it's a game we still expect Oklahoma's going to – Emerge victorious in. Uh, Tulane at home week three. Yeah, John Sumrall, same deal. Heading into his first season as head coach. Uh, they'll have some firepower. They'll probably give Oklahoma a game, uh, keep it within a score or two. But I uh, think Oklahoma wins that one as well. Now the SEC starts. Week four, Tennessee at home. Bobby Hill makes his return to Norman. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, just think Josh Heupel and the Volunteers have too much firepower. Uh, Oklahoma, yeah, they bring back some talent on defense, but got some serious questions about how that offensive line is going to hold up. And oh, uh, is this is, a loss. You can't uh, can't win in the trenches in the SEC mm-hmm. if you don't have consistent line play. That and factor in a first time starting quarterback. We expect Tennessee is going to win that. Oh, game. Vegas is picking a loss for OU to open up SEC play. Ooh, okay. Uh, the three and one Oklahoma Sooners will make their first SEC road trip at Auburn. What do you think, Vegas? Yeah, this one's kind of where you get the point five. It's a toss-up. Uh, Auburn, Coach Hugh Freeze heading into his second year as head coach up there. They recruited really well. Never been a program that stayed down for very long. Uh, we think they bounce back, and this one's a push on the road. Uh, okay, so four and one, three and two. How are we feeling, Vegas? Three point five, three one one. Is that is that it? <laughs> Vegas is predicting a tie. Uh, a team that will likely start top five, maybe even top three to start the season. The Texas Longhorns in Dallas. I mean, there's just no way Oklahoma hangs with mm-hmm. Texas. Yeah, there's nice. no way. They've never done it before. Why would they start now? No, Texas Texas is a legit national championship contender heading into next season. Oklahoma's not on that. I haven't been competitive uh, against Texas in you know over no. 20 years, so why that's, would they start that's now? That's a loss. South Carolina at home, second SEC game. 
Maybe Davis Bevel will be the quarterback this is, by then. This is one where we think South Carolina could certainly give Oklahoma some problems. Uh, resilient team, generally plays competitive ball, especially on the road. Uh, we give Oklahoma the win, but expect it to be pretty close. Uh, there will be more alcohol at this game than there was at the Phoenix Waste Management Open this weekend at uh, Ole Miss to end the slate in October. Yeah, I mean, let's just call it like it is. Ole Miss is a far better football team than Oklahoma. The second blue blood that OU will face this year, the Maine Black Bears come to Norman. What does Vegas think about that one? Yeah, I mean, it's free pass. OU wins. At Midzoo in Columbia. Vegas, yeah, it, don't let us down here. Yet another one, Tyler, where, look, if we're being completely honest with ourselves, Missouri's just on a different level as a football program than Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not equipped uh, to hang with that offense. Brady Cook at the controls. God, the defense so is revamped. Uh, got some quality transfer additions. Obviously signed a five-star defensive end in williams Winery. Uh Tigers defend their home field and win handily. I hate Vegas so much. Um, okay, Alabama. You, Vegas, you guys are low on these guys. Only at 9.5, the over-under win total. Lowest in a long time. Can OU beat Kalen DeBoer in the Tide? Final home game of the year. They can, but we don't expect them to. Alabama is still Alabama. Uh, I think they make a statement on the road and get a real impressive road victory to cap off Kalen DeBoer's first season. V- Vegas, do you guys write for Inside Texas by chance? Ian Boyd. Yeah, is it Ian Boyd? Is that or is this the voice of Vegas? E- Ian Boyd is that the man behind the curtain at this thing? Jeez, final game of the year at LSU in Baton Rouge. No way you can win this one, right? You really think Oklahoma walks into Death Valley and hangs with the Tigers? Not a chance. Brian Kelly's boys romp in this one. Gosh. So what? What do you like? Four was that four and eight that I just heard? Five and seven. That was lucky to make the Duke's Mayo Bowl this was, year. That was six point five wins. Man. Is what you just heard? Yeah, that was like a giant photo of Duke's mayonnaise. The the bowl game that OU is going to play in this year. Jeez. In all actuality, if we're not and look, Vegas knows their stuff. I want to make that clear. And so when I see a line like that, I it does prompt some self reflection on my part to ask myself, okay. Like, is, is Oklahoma really as good as I'm making them out to be next season? And I think they are. I think Vegas is probably a little bit higher on a couple teams in particular that I think are going to regress to the mean in a big way, and that would be Missouri and Alabama. right? Like I, I, I think Oklahoma beats Missouri, and I think they beat Alabama. Those two games are probably games that Vegas expects Oklahoma to lose. Yeah, I'm still shocked at some of these numbers. Um, and, and maybe A&M's changed like Oklahoma's changed. I, I don't know. I haven't checked. But I know when it was initially released, A&M's over-under was 8.5. A&M's got an easy schedule this year. But, okay. my God, I don't care how easy their schedule is. Those dudes, they're not going 9-3 and in hitting the over this season. So if there's anyone that I would bet on, OU included – uh, me thinks A&M is going to hit the under on the 8.5 number that was released on Friday. Lost way too much via the portal. New head coach. And I think that maybe Mike Yelko could be successful over time. But year one, probably going to be rough for him. They're not going 9-3. and three. I'm selling on that one hard. I'd have to look at their schedule. I'm not discounting it. Just because Elko did have some pretty immediate success at Duke. Obviously, year two was 
where it all really clicked. But he he actually had a decently impressive year one, at least for being at a place like Duke. So I I don't completely discount that. I got to take another look at the schedule. But all in all, man, I what what is Missouri's over under? Uh, Missouri's over under I think is fourteen and a half was their number. <laughs> no, Mizzou's is nine and a half. Nine and a half. Texas okay, is wow. ten and a half. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They play Michigan next year on the road. They play Georgia at home next year. They're at A&M. They play Oklahoma in Dallas. Ten and a half, buddy. Ten and a half. Right there with uh, Georgia, the two highest over-unders in the SEC next year. Georgia and Texas. I say a lot of tongue-in-cheek things and did about that whole Vegas line on Oklahoma's over-under win total. But I would love to get somebody from Vegas on the show to actually explain what they are seeing, not just with Oklahoma, but with a team like Missouri. You really believe that 11-2? and two? A massive blip on the radar in the grand scheme of things when you look at Eli Drinkwitz's history there. You really think that's sustainable? No, I do not. And that's going to be replicated? I'm looking at history here. I do not think that that's sustainable at Mizzou. Mizzou, sorry. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get to more of your text, what Porter Moser said about the DePaul rumors, and a whole lot more right here on The Ref. Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC in El Reno. Bringing you the sour of Locked In with McComas and Thune. Dorsey Jones is family-owned and operated. Established in 2020, but many of their employees have been there for more than 20 years. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. 2025 Cruton rankings. OU still uh, holding steady at number five. Notre Dame's at number one with 15 commits already. Jeez. LSU is at number two. Clemson at three. Ohio State at four. And then there's OU sitting at five. Way too early prediction. Oh, you end up with the top five class? I know that's a difficult question. So many things have to happen. I'll you, say yes. I'll say yes. Say they yes end up anyway. with the top five class. Okay. They're, uh, they're, that, that means that they're going to get commits, signees from the what five names that I mentioned, or at least a majority of them. I, I take it back. They end up just outside the top five. Because of the size of the class? No, just because I, th- I think it will be a pretty similar class in terms of overall talent to this year's class, and this year's class was good enough for seventh overall, which is still a really good class, right? I, just don't, I, I don't think it's going to be top five. 307 from the state of Wyoming. Midzu is okay. Meth Aggies are what I prefer. Dink in Florida says Vegas has the most errors and wild swings on college football versus any other sport. They adjusted when pro money came in early over the weekend. Vegas plays public perception to get balanced bets, but they mm. struggle to get these right this early. I think there's a lot of truth to that, Dink. That's a good text. Cherokee Sooner says, I can tell you one thing. Texas and Meth Zoo are going to shock a lot of people next year by going 6-6. Six and six. I don't think Texas goes 6-6. Six and six. Wouldn't shock me if Mizzou goes 6-6. Six and six. 405, I'm glad you guys are so confident, but I'm curious as to why. We have an unproven quarterback that only has one outing and it went terribly. I think six and a half is too low as well, but it's a tough schedule. And if J.A. isn't it, six will be a challenge. See, and I think that's a misconception. I don't think you need your quarterback to be it. I don't think you need Jackson Arnold to be the one that elevates this team in 2024 I think the defense is good enough to do that I think the Sooners have a good enough football team to win 10 games 
with above average play from Jackson Arnold. Whereas in years past, you would yes, you would need elite play from Jackson Arnold to win ten games. I don't think you need elite play to drastically exceed your Vegas win total this season. Now, and I'm not even talking about ten wins. I'm just covering talking about covering six and a half. That's not a big ask. No, 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 and. Yeah, sure, if you want to compete for an SEC championship, I think you need elite play from Jackson Arnold, and I think he has that potential. But I don't think it's a necessity that Jackson Arnold throws 40 touchdown passes next year. Greg from Lawton says, Vegas is playing the trend. The trend is your friend until it's not. OU just got to win. Porter Moser was asked earlier today about the rumors of the DePaul opening, and if he's interested, he said, quote, not even engaging in anything like that, 100%. So excited about where we're at with this team. This team is everything we've tried to build for. It's being in this position. All rumor mill fodder. He was very now, annoyed by the question. You could, you could tell. <laughs> I bet he was. What's unfortunate is that these days you can never really take a coach at his word. And not always for the same reason. Like, not every coach is a charlatan like Mule Shoe. But when big money gets involved, people's opinions change, right? There are a variety of circumstances behind the scenes that could play into a decision by a coach to maybe pursue and or take a job that he wasn't anticipating himself taking. Like, I don't think Jed Fish had premeditated to take the Washington job, but obviously Arizona fans hate him for it now. And I think you'd like to hang on to Porter for the sake of continuity heading into the SEC. But I'd say that Creighton vacancy is open at the end of the year. They'll throw money at him. They'll throw money at him. So maybe he doesn't have designs on taking any other job right now, but I guess don't interpret those comments as Porter Moser is back at Oklahoma next year. I'd like to think so. In my heart of hearts, yeah, I think he is too. But don't take it to the bank. Well, and if you want to ask him that question, just – approach with caution because he's going to get really annoyed when you try to ask him a question about the rumor mill fodder. The way you shut down job rumors is to say what Dan Lanning said. If you denied every job rumor the way that Dan Lanning did, you wouldn't start to hear those rumors anymore. It's true. Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.